0: Well, good afternoon and thank you once again for joining me for Business, the Law and You. Julian Campbell here. We've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program, we won't have our Harvard Business Tip because we're going to have a look at Scam Watch because there is some important news in there. At the moment from the ACCC, we're also going to be talking with Christina and we're going to be looking at the rumour mill and how it affects your business. But right now we're going to have a chat with Pip Scott-Allen from Premier Team Building. We're going to be talking about strengthening your team post-COVID. Good afternoon, Pip.
1: Good afternoon. Thank you so very much for having me today.
0: Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, so so with our unemployment so low, wouldn't it be easier to hire people down the line than uh, work on our present team? Well, you're
1: right. With unemployment being so high and most likely growing, it will be very easy to find people to fill a role. However, with the high demand we're going to have, people are inevitably going to be applying for every job because they're looking for money. And that's a big difference that a lot of leaders and businesses need to keep in mind is we prefer people who want to work for us versus people who want to be paid by us. So if you're able to retain your staff now, you're most likely going to have a group of individuals who want to be working for you. They believe in you versus having to wade your way through all those inevitable applications and CVs of people who are looking for Mm, a job.
0: mm, mm. So, So what would be the key for me to do with my team to strengthen them during this critical time?
1: The most important thing is to continue to develop that bond and mutual respect with your team. We all understand right now that stresses are super high, and that's fair. We're all feeling the pressure right now, Um, but we need to make sure that our teams understand where we're coming from, and we need to keep clear communication with our staff. So it'd be really beneficial for all employers to have genuine conversations with their staff, get their feedback of, ideas of how we can move forward because when the team is going to feel invested by you the leader they're more likely to help you grow and that's going to allow a lot of businesses to remain afloat and continue to grow through this pandemic and post it.
0: And I would imagine that as as a leader as a team manager uh, it would be very important to keep a positive attitude rather than reflecting on some, a lot of the negativity.
1: 100% when you start going down that rabbit hole of negativity which in all fairness it's super easy to do right now. It's kind of hard to be positive. But when we do that, there's going to be some fallout when we take that out on our staff, either deliberately or overtly. But it's also going to come to the customers. They're going to feel it. And when a customer walks into a business or deals with someone over the phone and they feel that negativity, it's not a business that they're going to build that confidence to buy a product. So it's a massive trickle-down effect. So it's important to keep your head high and remember you got this, we're going to get through it, but we've got to have the right team with us.
0: And you talked about feedback. How should one handle feedback, new ideas, or criticism during this time?
1: Definitely. One of the, the mantras, per se, that we use with a lot of our coaching and team events is, OK, how? So anytime someone gives you feedback, especially at a time like this, don't dismiss it. The, the answer should always be, OK, how? And that's when you start to open that line of communication. So if your team members are saying, hey, I've got some new ideas, or you say, how do we approach this new challenging time? Someone gives you an idea, say, okay, how do we do this? It passes the ownership back onto them. And by saying, okay, you as a leader, invest yourself already. So you're more interested in the concept. If you say, no, that's not how we do it, you're never going to reevaluate that. So always approach it with, okay, how? you will know, come across some amazing, new, unique ideas. You might not get the first one right, but there will be a grain of truth in there somewhere and you'll get a golden nugget, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, and of course, culture is very important in an organization. How can one build strong culture at this time?
1: Get to know your team. That's been one of my things. I've been pushing a lot recently with clients and on social media is to learn who they are and who their support network is. Do they have a spouse, pets, children, hobbies? Take a few minutes out of your day to get to know your team and build those connections. By doing that, you're spending time, and time is value. So if you're willing to get to know your team, learn about their interests, their, their loved ones, they're going to feel valued, and it's going to really pay dividends greatly for you moving forward. Another little thing I say is, you know, if you have team members working long days, send a thank you cards home to their loved ones, to their children. To say, thank you for allowing your, my, your partner to spend more time at work. I can't do it without them. And thank you for your sacrifice. Little things like that is a great way to build culture because it shows you care and that you view your employees as more than just a cog in the machine.
0: And a lot of businesses are really challenged at the moment financially. Money is tight. Mm. Is now the time to really be focusing in on developing your team? I would
1: still say yes, but you need to spend wisely. And this is something that I recommend to people, regardless of the COVID pandemic, be honest and upfront with whatever training programs you're going to be doing. Now, as money is being tight, specify exactly what outcomes you want out of this. And make sure that whoever you're employing to either help you develop your team or do some coaching, they're going to be able to meet those expectations. Be very frivolous with who you go with. You want to make sure you're spending it wisely because some simple numbers is if you have to replace somebody, the average cost on the very bottom line to simply rehire somebody is $5,000 per employee. But the impact to a business and its reputation by having a high turnover can be you know, in excess of $60,000 per person you lose. Mm. So it's, whether, it's not whether or not if you can afford to spend it now, it's whether or not you can afford it for the long term. Because if you lose people, it's going to cost you so much more, and you'll lose that reputation because customers won't have that confidence in you. So it's definitely the time to build your team, strengthen them, make them feel that they are you know, the core to your business, and you'll see the returns greatly.
0: And as you said, uh, if you do lose team members, uh, there'll be plenty of people lining up, but are they really uh, uh, wanting to work for your company or just there for the money?
1: That's It's a needle in a haystack, and that's going to be a big problem that many employers are going to have, is wading through all those people who are, you know, applying for jobs. I know individuals who are applying for every single job they can on Seek and all those different platforms because they need money. And that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, great. Well, thanks very much for your time, Pip. We'll have a chat with you another time.
1: My pleasure. Thank you so much. Have a great day.
0: You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Pip's got Alan there with some little tips about, uh, yeah, Building our team, strengthening our team, and of course it is very difficult times at the moment, and uh, I heard a comment from uh, someone the other day that said they didn't like going into work because everything was so negative. So it is important to uh, try and keep that positive atmosphere. And you're listening to Business, The Law and You on 2NURFM. It's coming up to 22 minutes past one. Time to have a chat with Christina. Good afternoon, Christina.
2: Good afternoon, Julian. How are you?
0: I'm very well. We're going to talk about that rumour mill and how it can affect our business today.
2: Yes, we are. So there's lots of, uh, you know, I guess going back on what we've discussed over the last couple of weeks, mindset. Um, And the rumour mill can really hurt that mindset. It can really pull us down into a negative negative place. Mm. Um, So we have to be very mindful that... There are a lot of rumours going around now about cures, about long, you know, about, about um, what people should be doing and what they shouldn't be doing and there's people that have very divisive opinions. Um, we were talking earlier about, you know, that meme that says, um, you know, we'll, we will wear a seat but when we get in the car we'll go through the, the, uh, the wire frame when we're at the airport, ask me to wear a mask, no way. Yeah. What I would like to suggest is that if we are going to help businesses small businesses in particular we need to be very mindful of what we're doing and how we are responding and it's almost like the arguments people come up with you know does climate change exist does it not exist if we make changes um and climate change isn't an issue what harm does it do if it does exist and we don't do anything you know then we're we're creating more harm the Mm -hmm. same mentality, the same focus, the same mindset really needs to be put into play here because I'll just paint this scenario for you. Two people go to Sydney to get their hair cut because they've got had an appointment for a long time. Okay, they end up having lunch at a restaurant that turns out to be a COVID hotspot. They get contacted to go and have a test immediately. They're in isolation. Their families are in isolation. Both of them work in cafes, if they happen to be COVID positive, how many more people do we affect? Luckily, this in, in, in a really good way, you know, COVID negative doesn't matter. But if we think about how our actions really might have an effect ongoingly, it's going to affect other businesses. So every business affects a family. Every family affects their greater community. I think in this time where we're being asked to do things that maybe, you know, we would never be asked to do, uh, in other situations, we really need to be mindful and think: this isn't about me. This is mm-hmm. about the collective we. Uh, mm-hmm. And the same thing goes for the rumor mill. If we bring it back to the rumor mill, what advice are you listening to? Is it learned advice? Has it been tested? Has it been, um, you know, verified? Has it been? Is it science based? Uh, is a really important thing. So there's, a, you know, multiple rumors going around um, about some w- w- weird cure. You know and And we need to be very careful about how we 're spreading the rumors and what it is that we are um, that we 're taking on because everything, every aspect of mindset, every little um, action that we take will affect somebody 's business yeah, somewhere uh, along the line
0: and while we 're talking about mindset i 've just been talking to pip Scott Allen about uh, Strengthening teams, and of course uh, it's important to maintain a positive mindset because that rubs off on the team. And, you know, if you start listening to a lot of the rumour mills, uh, you start to uh, inf- affect that uh, positive mindset.
2: That's right. And, if, you know, if, if there's enough bad news going around, people stop spending money. If people stop spending money, it has an on-flow in the economy. It's You know, it's, it's, mm. n- no, it's a no-brainer. Mm. Uh, the more fearful we are, the worse off we are. And, you know, people, people have said to me over the last week, oh, but the Treasurer said this about Australia and Australia and Australia. I go, we're not, Australia is not the lone ranger in this scenario. We are looking at a global situation. We are not in this alone. So there's never been all those memes that go, we're in this together. We are truly in this together and, and we need to take a stand together.
0: And as you said, uh, the treasurer himself really is only grasping at straws, really doesn't know what's going to happen. Uh, yep. In fact, nobody really does.
2: No, because we have never been in this situation yeah. before. And that could be, you know, if you're in a fearful mindset, if you're in a negative mindset, that's so scary. That's going to have an but effect you, on your business. Well, that's right. But if you put yourself in a positive mindset, then you go, Wow there could be a lot of opportunities here. And some small businesses and organisations have proven Mm. there's lots of opportunity um, in, in, like, you know, again, we say we wouldn't wish this anywhere on anyone. Nobody would have intentionally entered this space. But since we're here, how do we best use it? How can we use it to our advantage? How can we expand our thinking? So if you want to be fearful, be fearful. The outcome is going to be one of fear. If you want to be hopeful and come up with new things, Now's the time
0: to do that. So let's look at some innovation next week, eh?
2: Absolutely. We'll come back with some more stories about how people have innovated their way through this scenario.
0: Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week.
2: Thanks, Julian. Have a great week to you too.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye. Christina there with, yeah, there's a lot of rumours around at the moment and uh, there's a lot of information how much of it is factual. We need to check that out. You're listening to Business, The Law and You on 2NURFM. It's one thirty. And instead of doing our Harvard Business Review tip, I thought today we would look at Scam Watch because uh, the ACCC uh, put out this Scam Watch this week, and I think it's pretty important. Government impersonation scams are on the rise. Australians are being urged to watch out for government impersonation scams with over $1.26 million lost from more than 7,100 reports made to Scam Watch so far this year and in reality, those losses are likely to be far greater. There's been an increase in scams reported during tax time, such as text messages claiming to be from MyGov or from agencies claiming to help victims gain early access to their superannuation. Scammers are increasingly taking advantage of the financial difficulties and uncertainty generated from the COVID-19 pandemic to trick unsuspecting Australians. According to the ACCC, we are seeing two main types of scams impersonating government departments, fake government threats and phishing scams. Both of these scams can be quite convincing and can lead to significant financial losses or even identity theft. In a fake government threats scam, victims receive a robocall pretending to be from a government department such as the ATO or Department of Home Affairs. The scammer will claim something illegal such as tax fraud or money laundering has been committed in the victim's name and they should dial number one to speak to an operator. The scammer then tries to scare people into handing over money and may threaten that they will be arrested if they refuse. Don't be pressured by a threatening caller and take your time to consider who you are dealing with. Government departments will never threaten you with immediate arrest or ask for payment by unusual methods such as gift cards, iTunes vouchers or bank transfers. In a phishing scam, victims will receive an email or text message claiming to be from a government department such as Service Services Australia, requesting personal details to confirm their eligibility for a government payment or because the person may have been exposed to COVID-19. The emails will, uh, will include uh, links requesting personal details. And of course, the thing we've mentioned many times, don't click on any hyperlink texts or emails to reach a government website. Always type the address into the browser yourself. If you're not sure whether a call is legitimate, hang up and call the relevant organisation directly. So there's some very important things because uh, $1.26 million lost in the last few months is quite staggering. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. We've looked at the importance of strengthening your team and the uh, also the importance of uh, not getting uh, caught up with those rumours. In a moment, Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week, we're going to visit the world of tax again with Chartered Accountant Tony Vidray. We'll have our minute on innovation with Christina and some more business and legal news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your company again for Business, The Law and You at the same time next week. Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week and, as Tony Robbins once said, identify your problems but give your power and energy to the solution. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.